What's up? So I wrote this thing a few weeks ago and I wanted to share it on a video because some people will read, but most people will listen. So without getting into too much explanation, I'm just gonna read this word for word and try not to veer off too much. And it's called God's Too Late. And I feel like it's an important message. It's helped me out and hopefully it'll help you out. So it says, God loves to move when it's too late. When there are no more options left and it seems like there is no way out, over and over again, we read in the scriptures of God showing up when there is no chance left at all. Let me give you three examples. Remember when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and the Egyptian army was after them? All of a sudden, the Israelites find themselves blocked by a sea and nowhere to go. They had an army closing in on them and there was nowhere to flee. No more options were left to them. It was over. But God made a way by splitting the Red Sea. He always provides a way out. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? God showed up after they were thrown into the fiery furnace. There were no options. I thought God would save them before they were thrown in. Nope. He waited till it was too late. And there were no more options left for them. In my eyes, God could have saved them before he got thrown into the fire. But for some reason, God waited till after they were thrown into the fire. Like they were going to be melted. Not just burn, but their skin was just going to melt. And that's when God showed up. Remember when Lazarus was sick and his sisters went to Jesus to get help and to see if he would heal them? Nope. Jesus waited till he was dead. His sisters met Jesus on the way saying, if you would have been here, he would be alive. In other words, Jesus, you're too late. He's already dead. God loves to show up when it's too late. When all options are off the table, when there is absolutely no way this situation can turn around. God loves to move when it's too late. <laughs> this is so good. The last few years, my family has taken a journey of faith, and we've learned some valuable lessons in, in our lives as followers of Christ. We've been given promises from God, both through his word and by the Holy Spirit. They were words for my marriage and four separate words for my kids. Like, I had a word for each kid. We spoke these words, declaring what God was going to do. And we wrote them down. Then everything in the natural came against it. Regardless of us knowing what God spoke, nearly everything we were experiencing was telling us the opposite. But we held strong to what God had spoken. Even when we were discouraged, angry, hurt, and even confused. Even with tears in our eyes, we would declare what God spoke. When it seemed like the whole world was crashing and the situation was too far gone for God to redeem. When there was absolutely no options left for us, we held unto God's promises even stronger. And God did not disappoint. Oh, no, he didn't. Each and every single time, he fulfilled his promises to us, even when it seemed like it was too late. God loves to move when it's too late. <laughs> promises from God are made for moments like these. The Bible is packed with examples coming through when there was absolutely no way the situation could change. When all options were gone, when all hope seemed lost, God moved and he continues to move. That's when we should stand the firmest. We don't retreat, we don't throw our hands up, we don't back down. It doesn't matter what our circumstances say. We don't give in because when we do, we find ourselves in places we should not be. No, we stand steady. We stand firm. We hold fast our position in Christ. 
and we stand strong. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen to that. Listen, I know there will be times when you are discouraged, when you're hurt, when you're angry, when you're confused. And that's okay, but don't forsake the word that God has given you. Don't forsake God's promise when it looks like it's not going to happen or when all options are depleted. That's God's moment to shine. We sing of his faithfulness. And I'm telling you, he is faithful. Always he is faithful. He never leaves the righteous forsaken. I heard this. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We all heard that. But God was good yesterday. God is good today, and he will forever be good to you. God loves to move when it's too late. If we keep retreating from these promises, how can God move? Are we going to abandon every word and promise from God every time it gets hard or every time it looks like it won't happen? No. Let's be conquerors. Let's be warriors. Let's stand our ground. I want to be on the front line with warriors. I don't want to be fighting next to someone who's going to take off the other way when the battle looks impossible or when things get crazy and dark. I want to fight with people who will go all the way with me, who will conquer and defend to the end. This is what we were made for. We were made for this. You were made for this. To stand in the face of all hell and not give in or bow down. By the way, concerning the United States of America, come on, church. <laughs> Don't retreat. Don't tuck tail and run. This is the church's moment. This is the moment for Jesus to come and show God's word mighty and true through his servants and prophets, me and you. I want to encourage you. If you've forsaken God's promise, however small or big, repent and jump back in. If you've gone cold, out of touch, or just plain given up, jump back in. Whatever situation you're facing, whatever promises you're on the verge of giving up on, don't. Hold even tighter. Stand even stronger. Proclaim God's promises even louder. First Chronicles 16.11, it says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek the Lord continually. God loves to move when it's too late. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching. We love receiving your emails and reading your comments, so please don't hesitate to send your thoughts and prayers. You can email us at kissofrevival at gmail.com and please consider following us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to listen to our podcast. Search for the Kings and Priests podcast wherever you listen. And our website is also packed with blogs, videos, and useful resources. You can find a link to our website on our social platforms. Blessings to you all. What's going on? So I haven't done a podcast in a while and thought I would share something with you that I'm going to share at church this morning. You know, it's Easter Sunday. And many people will attend church that don't normally attend church. Which is good, it's needed, it's a special time, and I honor that. But I was thinking, you know, I see these special times similar to a date night with my wife. And hear me out. These date nights are special, they're needed. It's a time to refocus, to, um, to reconnect, and just have an intimate time. Sorry, you can hear the blinkers as I'm turning. I'm in my car recording this. 
seems like that's the only time I have lately. But that's okay. But what I was saying is, those times are special. Those special dates, Easter, even Sunday services. But if I don't commune with my wife every single day, at the end of the day, sit on the couch with her, allow her to talk to me, uh, me sharing and talking to, to her, just being intimate with each other every day. If I don't have that daily communication with my wife, when it comes to those special date nights, they can be disconnected, they can be distant, and even at times they can be awkward. And so it is with our relationship with God. We can do these special times at Easter, even weekly on Sunday services. They're needed. They're wanted. God honors it. It's a time for us to shut out the week and just focus in on Him. But if we're not daily communing with God and allowing Him to daily commune with us, it can be distant and disconnected and even at times awkward. God's desire is for us to have a daily intimate relationship with Him every single day, all day long. Him talking to us, us talking to Him, a two-way street. It's why Jesus died. One of the biggest reasons He died was that we could have relationship with our Father. Jesus removed everything that stands in the way from us having relationship with God. He took care of it all. So I want to encourage you to cultivate that relationship with God. Cultivate it. It's one of the biggest reasons Jesus died. Because of the sacrifice that He made, we can come to God boldly and intimately. So cultivate that. Take advantage of that. Go to your Father. Spend time with Him. Let Him speak to you. You speak to Him. And I guarantee you it will change your world if you're not already doing this. Well, God bless you guys. And enjoy this Resurrection Day. It's a time to celebrate.